Welcome to the Casa de Confidence podcast, a podcast for women about going in the direction of their dreams and the confidence it takes to reach them. I'm your host, Julie DeLuca Collins. I am a dreamer, a traveler, visionary, risk taker. I am a lover of books, activist, philanthropist, and most of all, a supporter of women in their dreams. If you've stumbled into our casa for the first time, welcome. If you've been here before, I'm so glad you're back. Grab your drink of choice, settle in, and make yourself at home. Welcome to Casa de Confidence. Well, hello, Daniel. Hi, Julie. How are you today? I am doing great. Do you know Mm. that we have over 60 podcast episodes on iTunes now? I do know that. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's been close to a year since we started the podcast. And I can't wait because my brain is already trying to figure out the special celebration we will have (laughs) when we hit a year. Yeah. I can't wait. You got it all planned? Uh, It's, you know, I always have a plan. I'm a girl with a plan. Mm. Mm -hmm. You look fantastic today. Oh, well, thank you. Your hair is extra... Ordinary. (laughs) (laughs) extraordinary yes Mm. that's very nice i love the curls thank you thank you yes i need to invest a lot of body today it's a lot of body i had it um curled with a curling iron which i don't own a curling iron looks like you had some cut too i did have some cut anyhow did you know that it's international women's day on monday and Mm. it's international women's month so Monday, mm-hmm. International Women's Day. Yes. So when you're listen, if you listen to this podcast on Sunday, that's tomorrow. If you're listening to it Monday morning, hey, today's International Women's Day. But if you listen to it after Monday, March eighth, and you're still in March, mm-hmm. you're still celebrating International Women's Day. Now I'm going to tell you the theme for this year because every year there is a theme picked for International Women's Day, and the the theme is hashtag choose to challenge. So we all choose to be challenged and call out gender biases and inequality. So oh. that's what the campaign is for this year. Oh. And I believe that we should call out inequality. You know, I was just listening to another podcast on the in the car on the way home from work. Mm, you were? And they were talking about a show that mm-hmm. was on... This past week, I, I, I don't know what network it's on, but it's about Billie Holiday. Ooh, I love Billie Holiday. And talk about International Women's Day. This is a woman who, she transcended the population with her voice. <laughs> she with, had a beautiful voice. Yes. So everyone wanted to hear her, but um, there's a lot of struggles and a lot of uh, people in government were out to silence her because she dared sing a song Mm. called Strange Fruit. We're not going to talk about what it is, but I think people should look into it. But did you know, by the way... I I think we should talk about what it is. Look at you. Talk about it then. I like Um, it. I like that you are putting yourself out there. So, I mean, before 
Martin Luther King before the um, emergence in the 50s and the 60s of people who are trying to get equal rights, Billie Holiday sang this song, and this song called Strange Fruit was actually directly speaking of um, lynching and lynches in the South of people mm-hmm. of color. So, so you know what I did is I turned that song on mm-hmm. in the car, and I was like, wow, it's a short song, but it's powerful um, hmm. and sad. So, that is sad. Anyway, on International Women's Day, mm-hmm. uh, we have to remember not only women of today, but women of yesterday that paved the way. People like Billie Holiday, who yes. had... There's a lot, a lot of stuff in her life that was difficult and hard. Well, it's a great example about sometimes art is born from the darkness that our heart feels and then needs to be expressed. Right. So we need to honor those women of the past that had pain that tried to break through that struggle um, and uh, in finding equal rights to mm-hmm. men. Yeah. Um, and honor those, honor those people of the past while lifting up women in the present yep. and in she, the future. Did you know her real name was Eleonora Fagan? Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah, Billie Holiday was not her name. Mm. But uh, she died young. She was born. 44. Oh, look at you. I know stuff. You know stuff. Yeah. Podcasting is good. It teaches you things. Mm. So, um, anyway... Anyway, I, I, I do know that we need to honor people from the past. I am, and I, I, was, I missed two days. So, and I decided that even though I missed two days, I was going to do it. So I am honoring great rebel girls in my Instagram stories for the month of March, in which I am talking about different women for in celebrating International Women's Day. And I'm going to be doing a woman from the past and a woman from the now. Amazing. Maybe you should add Billie Holiday for that. Well, I am randomly picking a card from my card deck of, of oh, Rebel Girls. Oh, very good. So today, uh, maybe you know who this woman is, Ada Lovelace. Do you know who that is? I do. Uh, you do? Of course you would know because you're a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> now, mind you, the fact that she was born 200 years ago hmm. in, oh, wait a minute. This could be a great coincidence. So Ada Lovelace, I think, was born in 1815. Could it be that this is Beshert? Wait a minute. Hmm. I need to pull her card. So she she was born in England. Hold on. I need to look at her card now. Mm-hmm. Jeez. And she was a mathematician. She is the inventor of the computer. Did you know that? <laughs> Wait a minute. Yes. Well, look how beshared it is, Billy Holiday. We didn't even plan this. I love when this happens. See, it was meant to be. Ada Lovelace was born in 1815, and Billy Holiday was born on 1915, a hundred years later. Mm-hmm. And this is a maze balls for sure. Anyway, so Ada Lovelace. She was a woman who proposed that mechanical computations Mm -hmm. she was one of the first people to use mechanical algorithms look at that Mm -hmm. 
And because of her, we have computers today. Your welcome world. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, wow. um, so I, now I kind of lost my turn of thought because that was kind of exciting that you're talking about a woman um, that was born 100 years ago, and I'm talking about a woman that was born 200 years ago. Mm. Super cool. <laughs> so what's going on for you in this world this week? For me this week? Mm-hmm. Oh, I am, well, I've been working a lot. You have been working a lot. So. Because uh, you have a regular job, you have a podcasting job, and <laughs> you also have, you know, you are the chief uh, technical officer at <laughs> Go Confidently Services. But it's not about me this week. Mm-hmm. It's about women. It is about women. It should always Well, the be. podcast is... Yes. About and for women. So oh, and, and by the way. The fact, the fact yes. that I'm present on the podcast, hmm. I'm honored. Well, did you know that I started using a new tagline for the podcast? We have to re-record the intro because this is the new, pod, the new tagline. Mm-hmm. The Casa de Confidence podcast, a podcast for women and some cool dudes. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah. Anyhow, oh, by the way, yes, a couple different things. So I haven't been really watching the news, but I did catch the Chris Harrison interview on Good Morning America. Really? Yeah, I've decided he's not contrite. He is just saying the right things that he's supposed to be saying. Really? I would be interested to know what the listeners think of this whole Chris Harrison bachelor thing. Hmm. I'm getting a little worn out with The Bachelor. I don't know enough to comment, so I, I haven't yeah. really, I haven't really watched. I mean, okay, first of all, The Bachelor. Let's talk about The Bachelor first of all. It's I don't know if we could because I bachelor. haven't really, I haven't really watched The Bachelor. But go ahead, let's like, talk about it a little bit. I mean, come on, it is a it's, guilty pleasure we it's have. It's a guilty pleasure that you have. Mm. And come on, I've you're just as intent in watching. Yeah, mm. Not The Bachelor, Bachelorette. No, oh, the bachelorette. Of I, course, I, I enjoy that a little bit, but think yeah, about, a little bit. Think about the the basis for the show. I mean, when it first came out, people were like, "How can you fall in love?" And like, bah, 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 yeah, that whatever. was me. I never watched the all first two stuff. seasons. And and then it's it's the pretty people show. First of all, why well, don't have a realistic bachelor or bachelorette show? Because who with wants to be normal- attached to the person sitting in their couch in sweatpants with a stain in their shirt with their hands in their pants as they're watching television? Will you stop telling people what I do in <laughs> oh my, my spare time? I wasn't talking about you, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> We're no, classy people have here. A, have a normal people, not the pretty people. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not wrong. Don't get me wrong. I, You know what? You're gorgeous. You're beautiful. More power to you. Mm-hmm. But... There's gorgeous, beautiful people that don't fit that stereotype Hollywood actress model thing. You know, it's it's like, why don't we have like normal people and do it that way? Try one season. Why not? I mean, how many years did it take for them to have a black bachelor? Well, they had a bat, a, a black batch, a black bachelorette, a person of color first, a woman. When was that? Rachel Lindsay. What year? A couple years ago. How many years into the Bachelorette? Uh, they weren't during eight, eighteen seasons. They yeah, there's, there's, a, I know, there's, there's I a lot understand. of problems. There's a, there a, lot, are of a lot of problems with the show. They are a lot of problems. I'm just saying. That's all. I'm just saying. <clears throat> but listen, sometimes in in 
you know, I'm, I don't want to yuck anybody's yum. And, and I'm not saying that this is my absolute yum because mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that it's my absolute yum. I don't watch a lot of television. You know that. Unless I find some random show that you need to binge. Hallmark? I, I don't watch a lot of television. You get a lot of television in from the hours of 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. First of all, I found out today, <clears throat> excuse me, you know why I need to have noise in the background because you're a city girl okay yes but there's actually uh i actually found it i i heard uh someone who is a psychiatrist who <clears throat> excuse me is who specializes in adhd and she was saying that most people with a grown-ups with adhd need to have noise when they sleep because the silence drives them crazy I'm telling you, it it is drive. I I sometimes the silence is too much for me. Right. So. Well, we all know when you go to bed, you you need a little distraction because you start thinking, and oh, I'll be asleep. And <laughs> in the beginning, before we had the TV in the bedroom, I'd be sleeping, and she'd be like, "Dan, Dan, hey Dan, Dan, did you know?" Blah 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 blah. I'm like, oh, I'm sleeping, honey. No, I usually check if you're awake. You're just jealous. Jealous of what? The fact that I can fall asleep <clears throat> in like 10 seconds. Ugh, I don't know who does that. It's ridiculous. Okay. First of all, and, and for the people who are wondering, well, aren't you a mindfulness teacher? Don't you have meditation? Of course. Listen, I do meditate. I do put on the meditations. I also put on, sometimes I do my books on tape and my mm-hmm. audibles. This is why I pay for audibles so I can listen. I do tons of things. And guess mm. what? I go through them. And when they're done, like it wakes me up. I'm like, wait, what happened? Hmm. It's done. Um, so, yeah. So it's, I don't know. Anyway. Well, happy National Women's Day. And, you know, on Monday, I decided to take imperfect action. I am hmm. hosting a International Women's Day Summit on Clubhouse. And on I, Monday. On Monday. I have gathered over 50 women. Hmm. who are coming together with their area of genius to inspire, educate, motivate, and talk about their area of passion expertise. We have um, a sexologist. We have women who are successful business owners and know leadership and confidence and mindfulness, who Hmm. know fitness and health and social media, intuition, Hmm. leadership, marketing, self-care divas travel divas you name it cool so i'm super excited i have been i decided i needed to do this and i thought oh my god i only have a week and i'm like can i plan it in a week well why not let's see what i can do and Uh, amazing well i'm not amazing but the women who are participating are oh simba seems to be having some sort of nightmare and he has no problem sleeping no, dogs don't have problems. Sleeping. Anyway, so if you're listening to this before Monday, join the mm. National Women's Day Summit. International. Oh, what did I say? You said national. Oh, International Women's Day Summit. Where can they attend? Clubhouse, baby. Clubhouse. So if you're on Clubhouse, <clears throat> um, you know, I could technically record that. All I have to do is say that I'm recording, but it's going to be complicated to do that. And you're not, and you're going to be at work. So it's, it's going to be simple happen. to record. I'll show you how to do it. Oh my goodness. Do you hear this? I will put Take instructions for you. 
You need me to take Monday off? <laughs> no, I don't need you to take the day off. I will take International Women's Day off and oh. just just play, just deliver your needs and be here for you. Oh, by and by the way, people, it is the month of March. It is a special month in the Casa de Confidence and Casa de Collins. Yes, the Ides of March. Et tu, Bruto. The Ides of March is March 15th, dummy. Wow. Oh, sorry. Oh, abuse. You guys heard that, right? <sighs> well, I was going to call you dumbass, but I didn't. I call you dummy. I was going to be nuts. Dummy? <laughs> Oh my god. What would you rather be called? Dumbass or oh dummy? Oh my gosh. Did you notice I didn't call you what I would normally call you? Because I don't want people knowing, you know, whatever. Thanks. Your verbal abuse. <laughs> Just kidding. He doesn't do that. March 17th is our anniversary. That's correct. Yep. Please make sure that you greet us with your well wishes on the 17th. <laughs> <laughs> it is also St. Patrick's Day. And because we, our anniversary, you, you just revolve around us people. <laughs> first of all, you better really? have a drink and cheers to us. Yes. Cheers to our nine years, even yes. if you're cheering us with water or tea or whatever it is that you choose to drink. Anyway. Um, nine years together, Daniel. Wow. It Amazing. Was, it was wonderful. It's been wonderful nine years. It has. You still owe me 40. No, I, I owe you... What's twenty? I owe you thirty-one now. No. Oh, it's always forty. It's always forty. Perfect. Anyway, Julie. Daniel. Seventeen minutes in. Oh. (laughs) Who is our guest today? You know, here is one amazing woman that I wish I could have met throughout my career, uh, before now, especially when I worked for an organization that uh, did a lot of work with individuals in the business place and and bringing in trainings to other organizations. Kate Bowman is someone, again, who is a certified dream manager coach. Um, Kate Bowman is, yes, she's a certified dream manager. And there's the book, The Dream Manager, which, by the way, I really think everyone needs to read this book. It is just one of the best books that is out there. Kate Bullman is someone that is very well-versed in empowering women through this program of inspired action. She's the CEO of Floyd Consulting, and she really does empower, empower, empower women. women. Oh, I can't speak. So, okay. I guess I'm going to keep speaking poorly, but I'm sorry, Kate. I just have to, what? The words w- women. Women. Oh, okay. Pretty good, right? Yeah. Are we recording? Uh-huh. Are you going to fix this? No. Wow. Really? I told you. Oh, my this, God. This is one take today. One take. Okay, fine. Well, the book is from Matthew Kelly, and... One of the things that I love about this book, and I read it probably in two days. It was a quick read for me. But but one of the things that I love about this book and that I really feel strongly about is that companies um, have the best commodity in their people. Not the things, not the programs, not the stuff they offer. But the company is only as good as the people and developing and caring for them and really uh, being able to empower your team is the best way for a company 
to grow. Mm. Most of the workforce tends to be disengaged. People working at companies, I, I believe the number is like 70-something percent. They're disengaged. They aren't doing their best work and getting results, and they're not really um, invested. And the best way to get your people invested is to invest in them. And Kate goes in and helps people do that. And I think that mm. it's phenomenal. I love it. I love what she does. My conversation with her was phenomenal. She is also a podcaster. She co-hosts the podcast Create for No Reason. And it is a fun podcast. It really is a fun conversation. I highly recommend it. Definitely check it out. And you can find Kate in all the socials, katebolman.com. And definitely in Clubhouse. Check out her rooms. So without further ado, here's my interview with Kate Bowman. Well, thank you, Kate Bowman, for coming to the Casa de Confidence podcast. You are someone who I am so excited I met on Clubhouse. My new obsession is, as oh, I think I most of us seem to be. And you have a podcast, but I want you to introduce yourself and tell the audience about you. Well, thank you, Julie. Thank you for having me. It's been really lovely getting to know you and everything that you're doing. And I love the mission of your podcast and the work that you're doing. Um, I get to lead a team at Floyd Consulting where we our mission is to help people grow. We work with organizations to help them build a dynamic culture so people love coming to work and accomplishing great things together. And we do that through our coaching and our training. We also certify dream managers. So for any of you coaches out there that are looking for a certification program, dream managers. I mean, who wouldn't want to be a dream manager? It's like the best title in the world. It's so good. I, I, I don't know. You you put the seed in the back of my mind because one of the things, and you, you were gracious enough and kind enough to send me the dream manager book, which I am devouring. Um, it really speaks to me because here's the thing. For a very long time, I have believed that companies that do not focus on investing in their human capital are getting it all wrong. And I think that that's an issue. I think that we need to empower people wherever they may be, whether it be in the boardroom, whether it be in the cubicles, or whether it be the person that is doing something remote for the company. We need to empower them. And I love the concept of the dream manager. You want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, I mean, we go, we can go down all sorts of fun yeah. rabbit holes. The we dream manager is a, is a great starting point because, I mean, I feel so blessed that I get to to lead a team that we do this every day. Everything I've done in my career has been around helping people grow and mm -hmm. working with people to help them become better every day. And the dream manager, what I think is so beautiful about it is the fact that we all have dreams. We mm. all have dreams. And somewhere along the way, we do stop dreaming. Oh, so true. We stop dreaming. And being able to ignite those dreams in ourselves and in our people, whether you lead a team or not, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have families, you have friends, you have people in your life. And for us to talk about our dreams and to to encourage others to dream and also to support each other in their dreams. And um, so I think this book speaks to people that are in corporate and, and really outside of anywhere, right? like anywhere. It speaks to everyone. Mm. And one of the things that's funny is Matthew actually, so Matthew Kelly's the author. Mm -hmm. He said, 
He actually said, I, I almost didn't write this book because it's so simple because the concepts are so simple. He's like, I can't believe that I still have to say things like treat people like people. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, isn't that crazy that we still have to say that in organizations and in life? Mm-hmm. I, I think that that's one of the things that really has me uh, just being sucking it in and, and really enjoying it because I am a firm believer in, and this is one of the reasons why I, I'm doing what I'm doing. People will come to me and say, oh, I could never do what you're doing. And, and I'm like, well, what do you want to do? What do, what do you envision yourself? And somewhere along the line, it's like someone turned off their switch and said, mm-hmm. oh, that's not possible. That can happen. I could never fill in the blank. And I think that if we can start to create a culture where we tell people, yes, if you want to live abroad, you can do that. If you want to travel the world, you can do that. If you want to just um, be the leader of your daughter's uh, Girl Scout troop, you can do that. And because I think that there's something that sort of gets then, um, it, it weighs down on people when they don't think they can dream. Yes. And these are simple concepts that we're not really paying attention to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's so, what a, one of the things that we do when we, uh, we, we start with a hundred dreams, mm-hmm. write down a hundred dreams Love and it. we always get pushed back. I can't come up with a hundred dreams. What are you talking about? A hundred. That's so many. Ah. And when you, when we start to go through this process of, of our dream storm and we're talking about wh- what, what places do you want to go? What things do you want to accomplish? What, what do you want to have in your life? What relationships do you want to build? When you start going through all the different areas of your life, you can come up with a, dr- a, a list of 100 oh. dreams like that. But because we're not doing it every day, it's not a muscle that we're used to working out. We don't, we, we see it as impossible. And, but that's, what's so magical about doing something like that with your team and with Mm -hmm. your family, because what happens is if we're both starting to write down, Oh, places that I want to go. And then we start talking about it. And then Julie, you say, Hey, I want to go to Italy. And I think, Oh, Italy's not on my list, but I would love to go to Italy too. And now I'm, we're able to kind of work together and, and dream together, which is such a powerful way to not only help build your teams, but also in your, again, your friendships, your family, your family. relationships. Yeah. Kate, I, I was just looking because I, even though I had not gotten the book from you a couple of days ago, I'm, we're in flux in our office and I've came across a piece of paper and I, and I know that it was here and I don't know what I did with it, but it's, it's a list of a hundred dreams that I created um, a few years back. And I had kept it, I guess, in the couple years, I think it was 2014, and I had accomplished some and I had crossed off, but I came across this this paper again and I looked at it and I was like, oh my goodness, I've done more on this list. (laughs) And I was so excited because it was something that it just brought me so much joy to know that I had set some goals and I had set some, uh, some pretty, you know, easy to accomplish and some things that really, for instance, I'll tell you one example. One of the things that was on the list is that I wanted to create a send in for myself in our three season porch, which was sort of like a storage catch all place. In nine years, it's going to be nine years that I've been married. It had not happened and we just made it happen this summer. And I was so excited and I was like, I did it. 
I did it. That's great. And it could be as simple as that, or it could, could be as great as um, launching my own business, which I've also done. So I love your facilitating this for people. Now, how did you get to this place to go from someone who is helping facilitate that to where did you start your journey personally? Well, before we go into that, I want to recognize what you said because it's really powerful. So let's not skip over it, Julie, because the fact that you wrote them down, Mm. put them away and looked back and then saw that you achieved some of those things, that is not an accident, right? Not at all. Being intentional, just writing them down gets them out of your mind, Mm -hmm. onto the page, out there into the universe. And somehow just the writing of it, put it in your mind that that was you, those are your goals, those are your dreams. And so I'm not surprised that you were able to cross Mm -hmm. off so many of them. And that's why it's so much, it goes so much more, it's it's such a powerful practice to even write them down. Mm. And I just think that's amazing that you did that. And what's also exciting is that when you find that list years later and you can look back and think some of them you have achieved, some of them you think, wow, I can't believe that was so important to me. Maybe that's not a dream of yours anymore. And that's totally cool too. And then you add more to it. Mm -hmm. So I love that you did that. And I love that you found that list. And that's really, um, for anyone listening, I think that's a good takeaway too. If you don't have your list of 100 dreams, that's a challenge for you. And and maybe don't even start with 100. If that seems too much for you, put 10. Mm -hmm. Just put 10. Yep, that's a good number. There's one thing on the list I will acknowledge because my husband will listen to this as he's editing. I do still have on the list that I'm going to have a horse. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So you will have a horse. Do you know what you're going to name it? No, but I had a horse when I was little in El Salvador and it was named Pony. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, so it's still there. He tells me we can't, we don't have enough land. We're in a third of an acre, and yes, I guess it's not enough land, but there's farms near us. I can go and have my horse over there. So maybe I'll start working toward that. Yeah, I have no doubt. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to come up with a good name, Kate. Yes, yes, for sure. So tell me now about your journey. Oh, so. So I love, so it's, it's always an interesting journey, right? People. Mm -hmm. And I love hearing people's stories because it's always interesting to hear kind of where they were and and how they got to where they are. Um, I, my career journey started when I took a role at the chamber of commerce Mm -hmm. in Boca Raton, which is where I was living at the time. And um, I, that position changed the trajectory of my life. I started working there. And for those of you that know Chambers of Commerce, they're very community driven and they're there to support the economy and the community. And I was able to be there for eight years. And while I was there, I learned about leadership, entrepreneurship, community, Mm. collaboration, and how businesses support community and how important it is to buy local and shop local and all of those all of those things that we talk about and from and I also put together a lot of programs for <laughs> leaders for entrepreneurs and I had a blast it was there that I I met so many incredible people I fell in love with business and entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and while I was there I actually 
read the dream manager, okay. reached out to Matthew and um, asked if he would speak at our event. And he so kindly did. Oh. And so I stayed connected to him. And throughout my life, I, um, I kind of w- would randomly call him maybe a couple times a year. So he became a friend of mine. And then, um, and then I went off and I was the marketing director for the city of West Palm beach community redevelopment agency. Mm-hmm. So again, community, community. collaboration, all that. And uh, loved supporting businesses. I put together their digital marketing strategies. I started their YouTube channel. Like I was just really big into marketing and digital at the time. And uh, then I started a marketing agency. So Mm -hmm. I was doing that. And I loved helping businesses use live video to help them grow. So I started doing that. And then um, over throughout my whole journey, I've had projects. So I've started, I started a a, a live morning show on Facebook for my community. I, I started it. a podcast. Like I just was very creative in the sense of side projects for fun. Mm-hmm. And um, and then one day when I had the, my, my marketing company, um, I Matthew reached out to me and said, hey, let's go have lunch. And we went and had lunch and this opportunity came about. So now I get to lead this team. And like I said, of of working with organizations to help them to help them and their people grow. And so that is the work that I get to do. It's so on point with my, all of the work that I've done collectively over the years and helping people. And, um, and I also run a mastermind program for women called inspired action, which is Mm. all about how to help women get out of their head and stop making excuses and start living their dreams, pursuing their passions and doing it in the really simple process so they can move forward. Because as you know, Julie, in the work that you do, overthink, overwhelm, overcomplicated. Yep. We do all of that. And so that program to, is there to support women. And then my podcast, Create for No Reason, is all around helping people. Again, it's very similar in the sense of inspiring people to do more of what brings them joy, even if it's not your full-time thing, just doing more things that you love and giving yourself permission to go after your dreams. I think that that's so important. Um, I want to talk about your podcast a little bit because I did listen to a few of the episodes and I love it. It's It's been really Thank fun. You. you have great chemistry with your co-host and uh, we'll talk about him as well. But certainly it, it totally resonates with me that you are building a a collaboration and you're building a community to empower women to go out and empower other women. Who empowered you? Who empowered me? So I love this question. So many people, I feel like we all have seasons in our life and there are certain Mm. people that really empowered us at different times. I will never forget I will never forget this woman who I met at the Chamber of Commerce when I was working there. And I was young. I was in my 20s. I was in my early 20s. And I was, we were heading into a boardroom or we were heading out of the boardroom. And this woman who was on the board, one of the only women on the board at the time, it was Mm. very male dominated. And she was, she was bald wearing a baseball cap with the Superman logo on it in like crystals. Mm -hmm. So it was like blinged out. Love it. And she had so much life in her. I was like, oh my gosh. So I saw her walk in so much life. I was like, so gravitated towards her. And then after the meeting, she pulled me aside and she said, 
did you want, did you have something you wanted to share in that meeting? And she saw that I, and I did, like I was going to say something, but I didn't. I stopped right, myself. Right. And she said, if you have something to say, you say it, you raise your hand and you that. say it, you speak your voice. And <laughs> she was so firm with me. I will never forget her. That was Roxana. Roxana Trinka is her name. Okay. Um, another woman, uh, um, my friend Rocky Rockingham, she pulled me aside and said something very similar. Those two women, I will never forget them. They're still in my life. They showed me what it takes to be a leader. And as a woman in a male dominated industry at the time, what I needed to do to like be bold enough to share my voice, to stand up, to yep. lean in as Sheryl Sandberg would say. And so that really helped imp- they were women in my life that empowered me. And from there, I feel like I've had such incredible mentors. I mean, my boss at the time was a wonderful mentor at the chamber. I learned a lot from him about leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I took the role as a marketing director for the CRA, my uh, my boss, Kim, incredibly influential in my life. She was a powerhouse woman that just made things happen. Yep. And um and of <laughs> course, I mean Matthew Kelly is one of the most incredible individuals and humans I have ever met and had the opportunity to work with. And so I've had such I'm so I feel so blessed to know so many wonderful people and people every day inspire me by getting out there, showing up, putting things out into the world. I love meeting people like you and Aww. all of these people where that we're meeting on Clubhouse. It's oh my like gosh. People that are making an impact in, in not only just the world, but in their little piece mm-hmm. of the world. We that needed that. Me. I think that we right? really needed that. We needed to have a space. And I, I'm loving everything about Clubhouse. And yes, there are some rooms that I, I'm like, what, what is this again? Uh, that are kind of out there, but they're not my people. That's fine. That's right. Um, but one of the things that I'm really loving is that you can get into a room with maybe 500 people. And then you, you have someone who gets the courage to ask a question of people who are accessible to you, who you could never have gotten a meeting with. Well, you could have. Mm-hmm. You have to believe you can. But all of a sudden you're getting advice and feedback and, and, and questions and just support from these amazing people. And then you're hearing their story of how they're impacting their community. Or you go into an intimate room in which someone comes in and says, I developed this brand new product, this brand new, th-, and they're doing some really cool stuff and we're hearing about it because the world never stopped having creatives and people be amazing and do amazing things. But yeah. for, for whatever reason, I think that we had shifted to focusing on the wrong things, listening to uh, the wrong things, or even just focusing on our differences rather than what binds us together. So it's it's a great platform for that. And that's, I'm thankful for it for sure. So Yeah, yeah it's crazy. You never <clears throat> know who's going to pop into the room. And yeah. oh, it's so, it's really cool. Did you and listen to the this, Elon I, Musk uh, conversation on Sunday night? Did you go into that? I, oh, I did not. Okay, see neither it. Were did you I. In yeah. there? No, I saw. I kept getting the notifications, and I'm like, "Do I want to go in?" But I was in bed already, and I thought, "No, I'm not going to go in and sit here in bed and listen to the conversation." Oh, but you have good boundaries. You have good boundaries. I kept seeing them. I was tempted. I, I, I and the, you know, I will say, I didn't have a headset. 
in bed. And that's why I probably did not go in because it would require me to go downstairs to get my headset. I had left it downstairs. Oh, all right. That so, makes yeah, so sense. I'm not that great at bound- <laughs> these boundaries. <laughs> so. Oh, my gosh. No, it's it's really powerful. And I'm I'm just going back to the inspiration. Yeah. It's It really is. I, I host a lot of rooms and I've been doing a lot of networking rooms yeah. and I host a lot of rooms about mindset. And I am just so loving how vulnerable people are doing Mm. and sharing their stories and sharing their journey and how we can all network and collaborate and help each other. And that's what it's about. Absolutely. And when, when people are bold enough to state their dream and what they want and then take those steps to actually achieve it, there's nothing better. I, I mean, that's my whole mission in life is to just help more people do more of what they love. Just yep. every day, just giving yourself the permission to go after those things, to do what you love, to bring joy to your life. Because if you have more joy in your life, you're going to bring more joy to other people's lives, change their life. And it just completely spills over into all those different areas and helps so many other people do the same because you are inspiring them mm-hmm. by doing the things you love. You're inspiring other people because now they believe it's possible because if you can do it, they can do it. Right. I I wonder if there was a woman sitting at home today listening to this episode and she's just kind of realized that 20 years have gone by and that she it's not sure where the 20 years went by and she looks in the mirror and she doesn't recognize who she sees and is hearing us talk about, you know, all the great things and the mindset and how, you know, accomplishing these things. But she's like, I don't know. I don't know if I can get there. What would you say to her? Mm, That is a good question. So the first thing that came up for me when you asked that was I would first say for anyone to give yourself some grace. Mm. I think we are very hard on ourselves. And when we think about where we were and where we, where we are and where we want to be, oftentimes we forget how much we have accomplished and the things in our life that we are grateful for and we are thankful for. So I think give yourself some grace I think a really powerful exercise is to write down everything that you've done that you are so proud of, Mm. that you are so proud that you accomplished this, that you experienced this, that you made this connection, that you have a great relationship, that you, whatever those things are in every area of your life, write those things down because when you do, they will add up. They will add up and you'll get into a, you'll, you'll put yourself into (laughs) a state of, oh my gosh, overwhelm and what, where do I need to go? And a place of empowerment. Mm -hmm. So let's try to first empower you. And then secondly, I would encourage anyone to take some time and journal about where they want to be. Yeah. One of the best journaling prompts I think we can do for ourselves is to sit down and write, what do I want my life to look like one year from now? That's it. So good. Just a year from now. There's... And when you start to write that, you'll start to see these things yeah. show up. Agreed. And from there, you can start to design, wow, these are the things that are really important to me. And I can actually work on improving something or I can work towards this kind of life. Yeah. I actually, when you when you said that, and I think I heard it on Clubhouse, of course, uh, there's a, a website where you can actually go in 
and write yourself a future self letter and they'll email it to you at a time that you Oh, that's so cool. Like, Who thought of this brilliantness? And 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 I, I totally that. agree that being able to find the evidence of the things that you have done and yes. then writing in and, and really putting in paper on paper who you want to be and where you want to be. The one thing that I would caution people and I typically here when when we run through this exercise with my clients is that oh but you know i didn't do that because we're so quick to compare and we're mm -hmm. so quick to say oh but you know this person is in the boardroom and this person is writing a book and this person is fill in a blank right but you have to understand that only you can do what you are doing and you are doing what you're meant to be and and actually that's a line and we've talked about that book uh the the uh, um the art of war no wait yes. the war of art and the war of art. The war of art. And that's one of the things that it talked about, right? Like you can, you are destined to do, and this is something that my husband doesn't necessarily agree with me, but you are who you are and you have your own gifts and you're destined to use those. And you have to come into that and stop resisting that. And we resist that by comparing and feeling that inadequacy. Um, yeah. and, and I think Ugh. that that's, that's so important. So I, you've given great advice. I think that's phenomenal and people really should do that. I remember when I was little, um, not little, I guess I was in junior high and I'm going to date myself. <laughs> I had my first job at 14 and I saved up because I wanted, uh, a pair of jeans like Brooke Shields had. <laughs> and I was so excited. I was going to get these jeans that looked like Brooke Shields. And when I got them and I tried them on and, and I, I, you know, didn't have a weight problem back then. I was very skinny and, but not as tall as her. And then I realized, um, that that was the first moment that it hit me that I could try to put on the same jeans that somebody else wore, but I would wear them differently mm. and I needed to be okay with wearing them differently. And I needed to learn to appreciate how I wore them as opposed to wishing that I looked like her. So, and I think that this is a lesson that can apply in life in so many ways. Yes, I love that. And oh, and you know what, Julie, what a great lesson to, especially these young, young people, mm -hmm. young women, to learn that lesson as early as possible is so huge because as we know, even growing up and however old we get, we have imposter syndrome and mm -hmm. we have overthink and overwhelm and comparison and all of those things. And it gets, it's amplified over the years because of social media and because we only see the highlight right. reel of everyone's life and everyone's life is perfect <laughs> except for ours. And we go through this whole list of yep. things in our mind. And I love, I, I fully do believe too, that we are given gifts they are ours for a reason. And the more that we resist those things, the further away we get of be the further away we get from becoming the person that we are meant to be. Mm -hmm. And so by leaning into your gifts and being so clear on what they are and doing things every day that highlights those things. And we all know what they are because we get in that state of flow when we're doing them, when yeah. we're participating in those things that we're really good at. And so I love that you said that. That's such a great analogy of wearing them differently. You're going to mm -hmm. look different. You're going to act different. And and it's same jeans, but different, yeah. different way. And so I love that. That is such a beautiful way to put it. Now, what do you do to to overcome your imposter syndrome? I don't have it. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. 
did you Julie, leave? What That's are you awesome. talking about? What no, are you talking um, about? Right? <laughs> No, it is. Oh, man, that is that's a great question. So first of all, you mentioned the war of art. I absolutely it's it's here. It's like one of my books that I it's you can just open and flip (laughs) through it and and read a page and it it does actually really speak to you so much. It does help. Um, You know, when I have that state of imposter syndrome, what I one of the things that really helps me is focusing so much on mission and like knowing and believing that what I have to say is going to help someone. So mm. uh, the po- imposter syndrome shows up for me, like, especially around creating content, right? Like if I'm mm-hmm. going to post a video or share a piece of advice or, you know, I'll start to, or like I'm writing a book right now. Right. So I'm, I'm constantly Ooh. in my head thinking, who am I to write this book? Like, who am I to say these things? Yep. And so when that happens for me, I am thinking this I met, I, I've been, I've had, a, I've had this goal of writing a book for so many years. It's in me for a reason. Like you talked about, like we have these gifts. It's in me for a reason. I think so mm-hmm. many people have a book inside of them. They yeah. want to write stories are impactful and what you have to say matters. And so to me, it's that sense of if only one person reads this and gets value out of it, if I can help yeah. one person, like I know that if I'm feeling this way and if I've gone through these things and if I've been able to come out on the other side, it's got to mean something for someone else. Mm-hmm. And it's more about the message that I want to share and this idea of it's in me. Yeah. If it's if it, if I feel it this strongly that I want to post that video or share that post or write this or collaborate with this person or whatever it is, then I know that it's meant there's something bigger that I just don't know. And so I have to be like mission focused and then focused on the value that I can provide to other people and believing that someone that needs to hear it or whoever Mm -hmm. is supposed to pick up that book or watch that video or read that book or whatever is supposed to, uh, is supposed to read it. And I think imposter syndrome so much comes from, we are looking at people that are 12 steps, 13 steps, 15 steps ahead of us, Mm -hmm. we have to remember there are people that are 12, 15 steps behind us. And just like those people ahead of us have been able to help us and lift us up and show us what's possible, we're helping those other people. And so I love that. So when we're dealing with these imposter syndrome, we have to just like believe in the value of the work that you're doing believe in the mission that you're on in this world and what you want to do and how you want to contribute and how you want to provide mm-hmm. value. And when we're so focused more around mission and value and helping and believing yeah. in the work that we're doing that we know that we're meant to do, that can overshadow that imposter right. syndrome. And it's a constant. I mean, it's a it's a muscle you have to work every day. That's right. I think that for me, um, I was just saying this. I have an accountability group, The Lemons. We call ourselves oh, the I lemons. Love that. And Why are you the lemons? Because one of the ladies came up with this quote. Um, I'll have to send it to you because otherwise Dan's gonna have to censor me when but it, it's like when you grab a lemon, you suck it and you just go through I'll <laughs> I'll send you the meme so you, you can see it. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, good. You, you have to see it. But so we're we're the lemons and we call it or the lemon mafia, whichever the the because when we one of us kind of goes off, we go back and find them and come bring them back. 
Oh my gosh, you know, we hide when we're not doing too well, right? But one of the things with the lemons that I was just saying to them, um, I was feeling frustrated because in my business career, in the business world, in the education field, I've done a lot of things. I've been successful. I've been in rooms, you know, with education department heads, or I've been in, and I'm used to just being at the top of my game. And this past year is been, um, yes, I've mentored. Yes, I've coached. Yes, I've been doing a lot of this. But in some ways, I'm also the first time that I am doing this as my own business, my own consulting. So I'm not at the top of this game yet, right? And and it's frustrating. It's frustrating mm. to be a beginner in in a game that I think I should be better at. <laughs> So they they were saying, but you got to give yourself grace. And and one of them actually, Vicky, uh, one of the ladies in there said to me, "Say, but every time I hear you, every time." And and she went on to affirm me. And I think that this is so important that what you're saying is so true. You have to believe that what you're saying, what you're doing, even when you're thinking you're not where you should be, is making an impact and is resonating and it's it's doing. And that's what you have to really hang on to that what you're doing is getting traction somewhere. So I think yeah. that's so important. Uh, and and who's to say where you should be, right? Right, right. Like you're true. saying that. Like you're putting those boundaries right. of like, this is where it should be. And so I think that's another, just a reframe of, I should have done this or I should be in a different mm. place. I mean, maybe you're exactly where you're meant to be. You don't know what's on the other side. Right. And also you don't know, we, we don't know, the things that we're doing and the experiences we're having are just, it's a rep, right? (laughs) Like I always tell, I always talk to my clients about like, it's another rep. You're putting in a rep, just like you do at the gym. You don't Mm -hmm. go to the gym, lift a weight and get muscles. You have to go and you put in the reps every day, day day after day, week after week. Mm -hmm. Same thing. Everything that we do is a rep. And so when I have that feeling too of like, oh, I should have, I should be here, I should be there, or the content I'm creating isn't producing these results, Mm -hmm. it's one more rep. A video for me is another rep. Another page of writing is another rep. And all of those things lead into where you're supposed to go. And so I feel like that's one thing I've I've tried to um, shift my mindset around shooting. So stop shooting all over ourselves. Of course. And just being a lot more fi- when when I when I start to should, that's when I take out my journal. I'm a big journaler, <laughs> yeah. if you can tell. Yeah. I take out my journal and I write down all of the things that I'm so grateful for mm-hmm. and the experiences that I've had. And those that helps me reframe and think, wow, no, I actually am at a really great place Absolutely. doing incredible work. And who knows where I'll be five years from now, 10 years from now. And I think that, you know, the gratitude is something that I'm always going to encourage people to do. Yeah. Because uh, just when you think that, and, and again, you know, we we try to think of the big things that we have in life. But it's just the little things that really are so present in our lives. And we need to stop making them the white noise of life. We Mm. need to allow them to be more um, prominent. You know, for instance, I'm sitting in a room that has heat. There's probably people that don't have that. I can open my refrigerator and I have my HelloFresh that my delivery guy threw (laughs) over the fence. 
but some people yeah are, you don't even you don't only right. have food you have food prepared and like right, all right, ready to right. go I'm ready to go and some people are probably going to go to a food pantry today and yeah. it's things like that that we take for granted and and we have to start like you said shooting ourselves and and there's 12 words that i typically tell people and i i can't take credit for them but i had a coach once share these 12 words no can't difficult uh should have would have could have because all these words t- start to train our brain into a negative side. And the mindset is so important, no matter whether you're trying to get a promotion, lose weight, um, go and save money to go on that great trip coming down the road. So yeah. th- those are so important. What got you started into creating the right mindset for yourself? So mindset is everything, right? I mean, it really is. And again, I I just feel so blessed for the fact that I had amazing mentors. And I remember uh, someone while I was working at the chamber who gave me the book, Think and Grow Rich. I love that book. Such a great book, right? Have you been? In, you, are you in that room in the mornings? Is that how, how we connected maybe the Think and Grow Rich book? Uh, I mean, room in Clubhouse. Oh no, we Oh no, I didn't even know there was a thinking yeah, room. Yeah, there's a there's a th- and it's it's one of the big rooms, but I uh, I love that you got that book. How old were you when you got that book? Yeah, so I was in this is when I was in my early 20s when I was working at the chamber. I read Thinking Grow Rich and then one of the guys that I worked with, he was a personal development junkie. Oh he well, actually, even before that, I think my mom's friend or somebody, my, my mom's friend had given her CDs. Remember CDs? Oh, I remember those. Of, <laughs> of Tony Robbins. Okay. So I started listening to Tony Robbins and I was like, oh, this guy's cool. And then Think and Grow Rich and then The War of the War of Art. So now we're getting mm-hmm. all, all the war titles in there. So we've got The War of Art and then... Um, and then Jim Rohn, mm, you know, the, yeah. and so I started devouring all of this yeah. personal love and work, Zig Ziglar and Tony Robbins <laughs> and like all of the uh, Wayne Dwyer, uh, yeah. Yeah, Wayne Dwyer, all the big time guys. And then I just started getting into like more of this like coaching world. I've, I yeah. discovered this coach that had all these events. And so <clears> I feel <throat> like my world became personal development. It was all per- personal development. And I, of course, loved it because f- falling in love with entrepreneurship and business. And then the programs that I started running for entrepreneurs, I would pull from, I remember I did a, I did a mastermind group for young professionals mm-hmm. with the book, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team by Patrick Lencioni. We talked about that. I love that book. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, all of those books just helped me. And then I, and then I became really into like, you know, Marcus Buckingham and rediscover your strengths. And mm. so that helped me really understand how important mindset is. I mean, thinking grow rich yeah. is like, right. Like the top level, the like top, yeah. that's, that's what it is, right? Like you have to believe it and you have to see it. And, um, and then over the years I've just, I mean, seriously, my friends used to tease me all the time. They're like, oh, here we go. Tony Robbins. Like, because I have my, just like you found your journal, like journals. (laughs) I found journals from years ago. Julie, I have a, I found a journal. I have a picture of me next to Oprah. (laughs) Like I taped. Oh my gosh. I love that. I taped us together. And then I also have a picture of me and Tony Robbins next to each other. I did actually go to unleash the power within. And Mm -hmm. I got to like, 
give him five. So that was really cool. That's so good. That's so good. But yeah, so I've just been a personal development junkie. And from there, I really learned the importance of mindset. And I actually talk to my team about this all the time because everyone on my team is, we all love, we all do, we all do this for a living. So Mm -hmm. we're reading and learning. And this is like what we consume every day. I've had the pleasure of meeting people like you and all of the people in my life that I surround myself with. They're all pretty much into this kind of stuff. And then I forget most people, they're not devouring this stuff every day. No, it's funny. That's, and that's the whole concept of Jim, Jim Rohn, you know, surround yourself with the five people you want to, you know, amount. You You are the average of the the five people. Yes. And I think every once in a while, and I I have some great friends and some great circles, but it's when I talk to them, like, oh my God, I just read it. And it's like, they're not there. So you really have to curate that circle yes. for yourself. And it doesn't mean that you can't be in other circles, but you really have to curate what you're doing. One of the people in my in in my um mastermind uh for coaching, uh, you know, I have a I have a business coach and um he one of the people, he's actually doing a social media fast. And, oh, and, I love those. and, and, and I I, I've done them from time to time, but he's really like, and, and I'm thinking, oh, maybe do I need to do this? Do, and, and But it, it's interesting how they really create this environment where it's okay to do the things that take you to the next level. Because I think that when we're not challenging ourselves, then we're not growing, we're not changing, we're not evolving. And it's key to to achieving our dreams when we're doing those things. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, I love you're you're so spot on. It's like you have all these different circles, but you know the ones you, there are certain circles that bring a lot more richness to your mm-hmm. life. And um I read, so I read a ton. I actually even on my YouTube channel, I do a lot of book recommendations mm-hmm. and reviews because I re- I mean I try to read a book a week, yep. usually reading one to three books at a time. And um and I also do a lot of journaling prompts. So I love sharing the that over on my videos because I think reading, journaling, because not Mm -hmm. only reading, there's a difference between passive reading and active reading. But Mm -hmm. when you actively read and then you journal about the thoughts and you really dive into some of the concepts, it really helps you figure out how you can take some of those things you've learned in those books and apply it to your life to make, to become better. I, um, I do something that my grandmother, who I was very close to, my grandparents would kind of frown frown upon, but I actually take notes in the margins of my books. Yeah, I really, and, and she was of the thought that, uh, you know, if you have a good book, you share it with somebody and, and that's great. I think you can do that. But for me, um, there's some books I'll never part with because I have notes in there and I have things that I underline and I go through and I typically pull stuff out that I definitely want to journal on. And I think that it helps me really embrace some of those concepts so much more. Um, funny, we're talking about this because, um, when my dad was sick, I was, I went to Orlando to see him and he was in the hospital and I came home to his home and he had asked me to po- pull some documents for him. And one of the things that I found is that he would take notes on this whole mindset and, and shifting your mindset and really, um, just, uh, he, he had notes on the secret, for instance, but it also think and grow rich. And, and, and I thought, wow. This is probably why he is someone who um, has been able to mentor me 
because he has been studying these things and he's become mm. a study. Um, it's become a habit for him. So I think that we need to create these habits that we can pass on to those people that come after us. Yeah. Yeah, that's like the best part, right? Like we learned this stuff and then it's so exciting to be able to do it again. Like especially with the the young people, I Mm -hmm. always think, oh my gosh, I wish I would have known some of this stuff, right? We always think like if I knew then what I know now, right? if it's, I would, I, it's even funny when I, because I have mentored of a few girls, I say girls, young women um, in their late teens and early twenties. And Mm -hmm. it's funny because I'll share with them things and I'm thinking, oh, they're not really, they, they're not really listening. They are, but they don't really understand because mm-hmm. there's so much that I learned from people when I was in my twenties. I remember I said to Matthew one day, I said, remember that, remember that thing you told me like 10 years ago? And I explained it to him mm-hmm. and I said, remember that? I said, yeah, I finally get it. And it was like seven years later. <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. I think that there's, there's a time in which we receive a message and then the message actually doesn't actually get learned until we get to apply it. Yeah. And it, sometimes it takes some time for us to be able to learn how to, to apply it or really live it. That makes sense. But it's, it's all, that's why we're sponges. And, and maybe right. some of that moisture stays within the sponge, which uh, that's kind of grossing me out. That's not a good analogy, <laughs> I think. <laughs> so now tell me a little bit about what you have planned for yourself for this year. What are you looking forward to? This year, I'm looking forward to my team. We created a really incredible strategic plan. We've got some lofty goals, Ooh. but I feel so blessed that, again, my love my team. They're amazing, incredible. And so, yeah, we want to impact as many lives as possible and certify dream managers and help more organizations, especially right now with so much going on with the pandemic and everything, like being able to support them in a way that helps their leaders grow so that their people can do great work and also enjoy doing it at the same time and live a, a better family life and, and business life as well. And um, really excited about the podcast because mm. we have a lot of really interesting discussions and conversations around creativity and business and why those things matter and how you can really live a more fulfilling life and filled with joy. And uh, so that's really been um, fun. And of course, I'm writing this book. I need to finish this book and oh, and get God. that out I into the you. world. And um, yeah, it's just been it's been fun to be able to help people. And I'm excited for this year. Those are those are some of the things that I'm really excited about. And and to your point on the imposter syndrome, getting back to just videos. I really love sharing this kind of stuff with people. So doing more videos on YouTube and reaching an audience that I can help and support and help them to grow in a way that, that they really want to in their life. So those are some of my, so so those are some of my key things that I'm working on this year. So that is so awesome. I love lofty goals. I am a girl that sets up really big goals too. So I, I, I love that you're doing that. I think that, listen, even if we don't make it, we'll, we'll be closer to being in a better place, right? Yes. Now your co-host yep. for the podcast is the CEO for GoDaddy. Um, oh, he's not the CEO. Oh. He's, but that's, yeah, yeah, he's, he's up there. He's, he's up there. He's okay. Been, he's, he's up there. He's like, he's been, he's been a GoDaddy for so many years, like 10 <laughs> plus years, but actually I think it's like 15 years or so. So yeah, he's been there for a long time. 
super creative individual. And uh, he just posted, he just uh, published his first book of poetry that is beautiful and wonderful. I and- heard him talk about it on the podcast. And, and I really admire people who are poets and, and can actually express themselves in that way. Yeah. Me too. I learned, I learned a lot from him. In fact, we just did our first, um, well, he facilitated it, a writing workshop. Mm -hmm. So for anybody that is interested in writing, even if you don't think you're a writer, if you don't think you're creative, it's, it's a fun experience and it's, and you play with language and words and every, I mean, there were people there that write and there are people there like, that don't write at all. Mm-hmm. So it was fun for it was fun for everyone to just kind of see what showed up for everyone. That's terrific. How did you guys connect and get started on the podcast? I met Sean years ago because I was my a friend of mine that works for SCORE. If mm-hmm. every and if anyone knows the organization for entrepreneurs, they were running a conference and he said, Hey, you should come and do your videos and interview some of the speakers because mm-hmm. he knew that's what I love to do. And so I came and Sean was one of the speakers. And so he was the keynote actually. So I got to interview him and and we did that video. And we just, you know how you meet people yep. and sometimes you just connect. I saw he that I, video in which you interviewed. You're wearing this beautiful, it's like a purplish, bluish color dress. And I oh, thought, yeah. oh, that's such a good color for her. I love it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was like 10 years ago, too. It's crazy. Well, you haven't <laughs> changed at all then if that was 10 years ago. Are you kidding me? Really? Oh, you're, no. You're so I'm not being <laughs> sweet. I'm like, oh, my gosh. This is so great. They connected and now they launch a podcast. But I didn't oh. realize that was 10 years ago. Yeah, we've been wow. friends for a long time. That's it might not awesome. be quite 10 years, but it's definitely like seven years or something. And awesome. we, yeah, we connected and like totally just like hit it off. And and then we've just remained friends. And I I always thought we would do something together. Because mm-hmm. um, I start I, I actually started doing video interviews for GoDaddy. So right. I was doing stuff with GoDaddy and uh, attending some events on their behalf and doing mm-hmm. videos. And then because he and I just remained friends, I we talked about doing this podcast. So last year in um, August, we launched it and we both, he's more, it was, it's funny because I, I always say it to him, he's like the creative one because he's like, he just looks, you know how some people yep. think you have to have a look. He looks creative. He's got like the tattoos and he's got like, when I met him, he had this like hair that was all like drooping around his face. And so I just thought he was creative. And so we have this constant conversation around he's creative, but then he's like, Kate, you're creative. And I'm like, I know, but like, I feel like I'm more corporate. You're like creative. and <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's interesting because I, I, and this goes back to a little bit of, you know, all the books that we've been really talking about that there is a level of creativity in all of us. And I think that when we are in the corporate world, we don't think of ourselves as creative because our society When you associate creativity, you're thinking the artist, you're thinking the poet, you're thinking the writer. But really, when it comes to corporations in the business world, being able to dream up how you're going to deploy a team and implement a program, that's creativity. And that's really something that we have to tap into and acknowledge as creativity and give ourselves credit for that. 
Yeah. And that's like kind of the mission of the podcast. So now it's like embrace yeah. your creativity. Absolutely. Say I love you're that. creative. We are all creative and in your own unique way, like you were talking about, right? Like your own unique ability and you wear it differently. Right. And so I love that. And uh, yeah, so that's what the podcast is about. So it really can benefit anyone who is just looking to explore some of the, look, I think creativity is in how we cook, how we garden, Mm -hmm. how we show up in the world every day, how we talk to our kids. I mean, that is all creativity. And uh, so, yeah, one more, since we're talking about books, I do want to share this one because it's so beautiful. And it was one of the books that I read last month. It's called Dancing with the Gods by Ooh. Kent Nurburn. Look at that cover. It's gorgeous. <gasps> That's gorgeous. It's a beautiful it. cover and it's just a really beautiful book. And again, it's one of these books that if you started reading it, you would think, oh, this isn't for me. It's for mm-hmm. artists. It's for everyone. It rem- It's very similar to The War of Art in mm-hmm. how I think anyone can really um, get value out of it. It's going to go on so, my list. Um, so yeah, it's a fun one. Oh, I love it. Now, what are you reading now? What am I reading now? So now I am read. I actually started reading um, Dan, Dan, is it Dan Kahneman's um, uh, Thinking Fast and Slow? Mm-hmm. Nope. Have you that. read that no, book yet? No, I'm going to have so to. So I think I've read it. Like, I think it was one of those books that I kind of sort of read it, but mm-hmm. it's Daniel Kahneman and Thinking Fast and Slow. Really interesting how we perceive things immediately and then given a little bit of time how we it how it shifts how our Mm. mind shifts and he kind of talks through the process of what that looks like um so yeah that has been that's been a really interesting book and I also just got um the other day that also is another wonderful book is called 101 essays that will change the way you think by Brianna Weist this book is another where you can flip open love those kind of books just read. And you know who else just came out with a book that I just got? Cause I'm obsessed with him. I think he's, he's definitely one of my favorite artists or my favorite, um, authors is Adam, um, Adam Grant. He just came out, hmm. out with a new book called rethink. Rethink. Ooh, yeah. These ty- I- I'm taking notes and we're going to put these <laughs> on the show notes because I definitely want to go ahead and for a lot of the listeners are definitely readers. I want them to definitely go out and uh, go out and check out your podcast because I've had enjoyed a lot of the episodes that I listened to. It's called Create With No Reason with Sean Funder. Is that correct? Did I say yes, his name? Create correct? For No Reason with... Okay. With uh, and Sean Funder, yep, you got uh, it. And Kate Boltman. And one last thing that I want to leave the listeners with is one la- one habit that you have that you feel um, supports your success. One habit that supports my success would, again, I'm going to go with my my intuitive and in- instinctual first answer is journaling. I think journaling is one of the most powerful practices that we can do in our life because it gets all of our thoughts out of our head onto Mm -hmm. the page. And so often when we're in a state of overwhelm or we're dealing with a challenge, writing it out somehow makes it seem manageable. True. We're taking these high level <clears throat> ideas and all of the things that can go wrong. And when we really start journaling mm-hmm. about what's the real challenge here for me, we can come up with the answer. 
And so I love journaling. Again, I share a lot of journaling prompts on my YouTube channel because it is such a powerful practice. And I think some people overcomplicate journaling. Oh, it's not that complicated. No, you just write. Yeah, you just write. Just write. And you don't even have to write like a book. You're not writing and it's not going to be graded. You just have to put whatever thoughts come to mind. You can make a list. You can just say, I'm thinking about this, this, this. Make it simple. And a prompt is awesome. I love that you give prompts. Yeah. I think prompts make it really even easier than anything else because you're like, oh yeah, I have thoughts about this. Mm -hmm. So yes. Oh, I love it. And I think that, you know, I can tell you that journaling with my niece is one of the biggest gifts because I I know that and and children are going through so much especially now with the pandemic and there's probably thoughts that they're not experiencing ex- expressing and journaling is going to help them be able to um get to a better place all of us for sure so thank you for yeah. your time I can talk to you for most of the day but I won't because <laughs> we both have schedules so I appreciate you And we're going to have to maybe grab a happy hour drink when I come to Florida. Oh, I would love that, Julie. Yeah, Yeah, I've so appreciated this conversation and and you and the work that you do and the audience that you serve. And so I'm so grateful that you invited me to be on your show. And um, yeah, thank you. I hope that there was some value out of it. Absolutely. You have been a wealth of information and inspiration for everyone who's been listening, who's going to listen. So thank you for in what you do and continue to do it. So go confidently in the direction of your dreams. I know that you're doing that already. Amazing. Thank you. Great. Thank you, Kate. And we'll see you in Clubhouse. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Well, that's some pretty good insight from Kate. So something you said in the intro um, about employee engagement, it's a, it's one of those things where um, there's certain companies that do this entirely differently now mm-hmm. than just five years ago, 10 years ago, definitely 40, 50 years ago. Absolutely. And, um, and you know, if you invest in your employees... If you do it correctly, and it's just not lip service, um, not just like, hey, here's some bags of chips, you know, chips or something. Here's some bagels. Here's some bagels. Yeah, so it's going to make everything right. Now get to work. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can truly invest in your people. I mean, some companies that do that right, um, not an advertisement. It's like Google. That that whole investment there's other companies like um i know i've heard indeed is really good about it mm. and, and go confidently services is very good about it yes though. go confidently services great to their employees mm-hmm. i mean i i sleep with the boss that's right and i am totally engaged <laughs> um anyway <laughs> too much enough <laughs> not enough it's all uh, good anyway so what i'm saying is if you can um i hate saying uh, catch words but if you can think outside the box and find ways to truly serve your employees your employees will serve you mm-hmm. and true true um innovation and uh, great things can happen and success is born out of the innovation and you know just um being happy in your work environment is very very important 
Absolutely. And I think that, you know, for anyone who uh, needs to learn more about the Dream Manager certification program or about implementing the Dream Manager um, approach to your business, to your company, definitely reach out to Kate because Mm. she is the kind of person you want in your corner helping you create the environment. And culture is important in an organization. Mm. I have been in lots of different organizations, and I think that the ones that I feel are more successful are the ones that provide the right culture for their employees. Yeah. Um, for me, there was one uh, one organization that I, that I worked for, and when I first got there, the culture was incredible. It was a great place to work from, and everyone there was were friends. I mean, I still have friends from that company. Mm-hmm. And I haven't worked there for 10 years. And I still uh, have relationships with these people. And and it's it, it was an incredible place to work for. And people remember that time fondly. But that organization changed, mm-hmm. lost its way. And, yeah. and it became a, a more difficult place to work for. I actually left the organization and went to a went to where I work now mm-hmm. shortly after I left the culture in that company changed quite a bit. Yeah. And, and, and the, the company stopped serving their stopped serving their employees and it was very difficult for the employees to be happy there. And that company is no longer mm-hmm. um, the, the corporate entity still there. There's still businesses, but the section of the company, which is in Connecticut, is no longer no longer there at all. Um, so it's it's uh, even if you've had a company um, for a long time and the culture was good and something's changed, sometimes you need a little help along the way because companies just like people mm-hmm. can start to lose their way. Yeah, anyway. here's one thing that I will say, and uh, I wanted to say that as you are. If you're an entrepreneur and you're out on your own and maybe you're thinking, well, you know, I am missing out for not being in an organization, definitely you need to find your people and come and find others that can support you and help you build what you are meant to build for yourself. So your actions will inspire others and others will help to support, motivate you, and encourage you in your journey. I am launching for this reason the Confident Co-op, which will be part of the coaching services that I offer, which will be a small group coaching service, but we'll also have a mastermind approach that will help you level up and increase your skills. So ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned for the Confident Co-op. With that, thank you for another episode, Daniel. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, everyone, for listening, especially this late into the episode. If you're hearing my voice now, you stuck around to the end, and I appreciate you. And don't forget to check out Kate and all of the socials, and go confidently in the direction of your dream. Thanks for joining us this week on the Casa de Confidence podcast with Julie DeLuca Collins. Remember to check her out on Instagram and Facebook and always click subscribe to catch every new episode. Remember, leave a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. And as always, go confidently in the direction of your dreams.
Hi, everybody. I know that sometimes we get very lonely in this entrepreneur journey, and I want to invite you to join us into our limited time only purposeful you mastermind. For many of us entrepreneurs, we believe that we can do it all. But the reality is that doing it alone only creates a lot of overwhelm. So join us at the Purposeful You Mastermind. You can find out more information by going to bit.ly forward slash Julie's Mastermind. This is going to be the place where you are able to then unlock your full potential and achieve long-term success for your business push you behind your current limits, expand your connections, discover new ideas, and implement them with confidence. You're going to get the support in all aspects and transforming you to the six-figure business you've been looking for. Pause and get off the hamster wheel if you've been spinning around. This is a time where you can get that support from like-minded entrepreneurs that are here to join you in your journey. Together, we can challenge the assumptions and land the speaking engagements and opportunities we want to grow our business and make an impact in the lives of people. See you then. Remember, you can find the mastermind at bit.ly, Julie's Mastermind.